And go. Hello there, and welcome to the Natalie and Dennis Show Podcast. Oh man, I was really jamming. Happy Friday. Woohoo. Can I just say I say Friday because one of my favorite shows on tv was the real and they would have like happy friday and then they would like drink and it's like girl chat and it's like this is my way of doing that whatever ah. happened to the real mm, they split up i'm so sad but doesn't matter we are here today i'm just gonna we are here <laughs> on friday 4 p.m eastern time thank you for tuning into the podcast oh, i'm so happy to be here today honestly the podcast feels like what my YouTube channel used to feel like, which is safe. Safe And space. speaking of safe, I don't know if you've noticed this, but have you seen how many channels are quitting YouTube? It feels like every single person on the platform is like either debating, thinking about, or going to quit. Yes. And as somebody that's been on the platform for 10 years, I have a lot to say about this topic but tell us what else we're gonna be talking about today well we're gonna be talking about youtubers quitting the platform sephora wait not sephora 10 year olds my mind is still on the other one uh we're gonna talk about newly i love newly. you know you have a little bit of experience with newly and renting clothes mm-hmm. uh we're gonna talk about rush in colleges uh fraternities sororities and we're also gonna be talking about weekends weekends people are saying weekends are feeling different post pandemic interesting i can agree with that yeah and you know a couple of topics here and we have other ones (laughs) nice honey you forgot to floss did i oh no (laughs) that sucks you just have like (laughs) one little thing there whatever you want me to take it out no it's all good i'll do it uh please let me just do it okay (laughs) it's kind of gonna bother me the whole podcast there i took it out yeah okay let's go like that starting intimately already as it is Go like that. I can't see because of the thing. Nice. Okay. All right. All right, guys. All right. All right. What if I was a singer? Okay. So we're going to go into it. Why exactly are people quitting on YouTube, Natalie? Well, I saw this really incredible video by Heinz. I want to say that's how you pronounce his name. I watch him all the time. Mm. H-I-N-D-Z. And it was titled Content Creation is the New 9 to 5 Trap. And man, did that kind of hit home for me as somebody that's been on the platform for a while. I have realized that from my personal experience, I've lost touch of what it's like to create for others because I started becoming, instead of a creator, somebody that was just always, you know, with fresh ideas and um, excited, I started getting this pressure from deadlines, expectations, um, growing a team and now managing a team versus, you know, being a creator. And I realized that I just related so much to all of the videos that people were posting. And it it also just kind of reminded me there was a time as well when certain people within the lifestyle creator space left, but it wasn't as talked about, I would say, as it is currently, like a lot of men are leaving. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when Michelle Fawn left and then she came back like a year after kind of explaining why she had left. Oh man. I just remember when I saw that notification, I was like, oh my gosh, she's back. Like what happened? Right. And she basically spoke about the same issues, like having all of this, um, it's like a universal experience that a lot of creatives are feeling. And, uh, it makes me sad, honestly, for that. Why do you think it feels like the end of an era though, this time? Uh, I've had a couple videos come up where people are saying that the new era of YouTube is coming and that with these people quitting, it's like a milestone moment for the entire platform. It must be very interesting for Tom Scott, who was like the first one to quit or the first like big name to quit to begin this like landslide of others quitting. I know. And to see himself like what he did, like he started. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... I have like I I don't even know where to go. There's too many like parts to start with this. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I hate when you do that. Can I just say that? What did I do? What did <laughs> you, I do? You throw. Okay, sorry. We're just like cutting real quick. No, but like yeah, just showing them the reality. I feel like you throw these enormous questions to me, 
<laughs> and and they're so good, but it's like enormous. Like, how do I even start to break that down? Like, okay, okay we're let, in an attention economy right let, now. Let me, yes, okay, keep going. Okay. You got it. We're in an attention economy <laughs> where everybody wants to be viral. Um, you know, in part of Heinz video, he was talking about a creator who very vividly just speaks on how he hates what he's doing. And he knows it's bad for people, what he's promoting. But guess what? It pays the bills for him. And therefore, he can't now be creative in like a 30 plus hour project. That's something that's very passionate for him because we're our attention is just elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And I remember when Simply Neological did a video about she kind of said like, thank you or goodbye or something like that. And and then I remember the behind the scenes when we went to the creator summit and Ben was speaking about how they were on such a rampant viewership that they had never seen less than a million views per video. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I heard that I was already kind of like starting to go down and I was like, damn, like a million views per video, like a very consistent thing. But then that's the expectation. And when you have expectations like that, I feel like the fun starts to drive away. Basically, I left that conversation being like, damn, they must have a lot of pressure. And I think one of my, like the best thing that could have happened to me is I started losing viewership Mm. because I started experimenting and I was no longer like a slave to the system. And I felt like, you know, I could actually do what I wanted and I wasn't, chained to it and that's why that sometimes can feel like a trap do you think it's um inevitable that i mean obviously you will all kind of stop at some point i mean i never used to think that but i tell you that all the time i'm like like this is a lot so the interesting thing though is that the past week we had like this very introspective moment where we were looking at all these youtube videos that we had in mind to do and we were like why are we doing these Mm -hmm. first of all do they have any strategy you know, ingrained, why are we posting them? And are we watching any content anymore? Are we informed about what's doing well? We, I think we stepped away and we were just posting to post. Well, what we were really doing is we were tired. And so what we were very much doing behind the scenes is we were hiring and hiring is a whole beast in itself. And somebody that we thought we would hire said, peace out. This is too much for me. Imagine they felt that pressure and our entire month was just kind of like wasted. Right. Yeah. We spent a whole month with strategies and systems of how to like combine these people into like everything. I say wasted though, because, uh, it's only you and me and our editors Yeah, and nobody else is managing anything else other we don't have a manager or, you know, like our agency doesn't really do anything like that for us either. So it's Mm -hmm. like, it's really just you and myself. We're in house and we lost time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, but what's the post for this week and this and that. And I think that's what I really resonated with this video. It was just talking about how expectations can really start draining you. And so we took a look at our content calendar and we're like, why are we posting every single day? Like why? Our current calendar still shows posts every day. On shorts. And it was just excessive. TikTok, so, Instagram, everything. Um, Yeah. So we came down to the decision of uh, cutting back on the posts. A lot of posts that were like, you know, why? Like, like why I, are like we doing this? Yeah. And being What's a, the more intentional with the posts, more strategic, thinking about things better. But okay. I think, I think we digress from the quitting. Right. Um, Ali, no, it wasn't Ali. It was Matt Devalia. Okay. He started kind of the topic of teams are getting too large and people who sign up to create content aren't signing up to be managers mm-hmm. and to manage people. Mm-hmm. That's one aspect. Which is what I have felt I've been doing for the past like five years. So that's one aspect of why some people are quitting. Mm-hmm. They're, they're feeling the pressure of maintaining jobs for so many people, right? Big teams. When it just started with probably just them yeah. editing and doing everything. And as a creative, like I just don't feel like I have that in me to be a manager, you know, to understand systems and to understand what are your weaknesses and how can I like that takes a whole different strategy and mindset versus a creator like you're creating and consuming and you're kind of like 
letting it out into the universe. So that, yeah, I I see a lot of creators. Like I remember Chloe. Do you remember Chloe? Um, What was her full name? Chloe Couture. Chloe Couture. She was one of the lifestyle girls that also left. But I remember when we collaborated, she had this massive team. She had like two assistants, her manager, like when we were actually filming. And manager's I was just so, on set. I was overwhelmed. I was yeah. like, oh my God, because it's just you and me. And I was like, damn, this is what it takes to do her level of stuff. I mean, she was doing very like big production things. And I remember when we were recording that episode, she broke down. Mm-hmm. mid like she literally did you, do you remember she started like crying yeah and i was like oh what's going on like let's just take a moment you know she's like i'm so sorry i'm so overwhelmed and like that was the first little inkling of like mm, that's i would never want to get to that and that's so sad that you know she's like putting on this face like hey guys welcome back to my channel and then like two seconds later she's like breaking down and everybody's like it's okay like let's figure it out but it felt like this big ass production you know um someone had mentioned how youtube was built by introverts and all of these introverts were then being forced to become extroverted to be first of all on camera second of all now to manage people and it's it's like no one signed up for that mm-mm. but it's what it takes to grow to the next level at the same time, but that's not what you have. Not, to. not all, not all content is supposed to kind of grow in that way, right? So when you view somebody who has thirty employees, maybe that's not really meant for you or for you know your peers. That specific genre or that person had the vision for it, but it doesn't mean everybody has to go through that. Exactly, you know? and I think I also there was an um, when we had the studio and we had two full-time assistants full two full-time editors then it was you you were doing like this other stuff on the side for your channel i remember i was like why is this not working i'm i'm creating less it's more expensive there's less output the videos are doing worse (laughs) the audience is not engaging like what what's not working so now i had to put on from a creator i had to put on a management hat and be like "Mm, let's figure this out right and what i realized is well hello there's only one of me so it doesn't matter how many people are writing scripts i physically cannot create that much like i physically can't and i need time for reflection and i need time for just resetting right yeah and i remember just feeling this immense doom every day going to the to the studio, the studio going up the stairs going into my office because i was just so scared to like hey natalie we need you for this hey we need you for this i was like oh my god this is so many decisions that i was not made for this like i was just not okay so a would the content be affected was the quality of the content worse a hundred percent Okay. A hundred percent. Things got way more complicated because now we're trying to explain all of these processes. I mean, yeah. when I create, it's so organic to myself. It's like my own workflow. Mm-hmm. And I never really had boundaries for myself. So like I would stay up super late because I, I felt the most creative during that time. And I think a lot of creatives are also like that, like finding your prime times. But then it's like having to explain it to a whole new person and, oh man, I guess there's just so many things I would do different if I could go back. Well, start. Well, what do you do differently this time? First of all, why did we feel the need to grow so fast and to have so many people? What was the necessity? I can understand mm-hmm. that, for example, we got an assistant to prepare the sets. I could understand where but, I had a vision. But at the same time, I Here's feel like why. a lot of the, the, the personalities in the sets, too. There's a lot of personality that gets lost when an employee is doing it, I think. Well, I think the time was different. I had three different channels. Actually, we had four. Yeah. We had Natalie's Outlet, Natalie and Dennis Show, which used to be our vlog kind of channel. Yeah. Uh, which went, it, this channel has gone through a lot of phases. We had Natalie's Outlet Dos, which was my Spanish channel. And what was the other channel we had? Dennis it Outlet? Was, <laughs> no, it was mine. I was trying to do gaming. <laughs> I yeah. did it for a little bit, but then I was like, it was also overwhelming yeah so i had a film after after hours so can you just imagine like i'm uploading about three times a week on my main channel then i'm uploading like twice on the vlog then we're like it was a full-ass production that was pre-tiktok pre going hard on instagram that is scary yeah i just want to say ew i never want (laughs) i never want to go back to that that was chaotic (laughs) but anyways my vision was that i was like let's grow this because 
I knew how to make a viral channel. Yeah. I was like, let's just replicate it. So we did for Natalie's outlet dos. We got it to a million subscribers within worked, a yeah. year. You know, Natalie done a show almost like 300,000 within the first year. Like I just knew the formula and I was like, let's do it. So I think part of it was like greed. <laughs> I was like, damn, like, yeah. let's just like, I know how to do this. Right. But then it scaled so quickly. It got big so fast that we were like, why? Like, what's the point? You know, like, are yeah. we selling anything? Like, what? Well, like, why are we doing this? Why are I, we overreaching? I, why are, are we working weekends? There were also and- moments where, like, you'd look and and there wasn't enough work to give to the employees, right? It was just bad all around. Um, well, th- there were moments where we would need them. There were moments where we didn't have enough creativity to give them stuff to do. MKBHD like- says it pretty nice. He kind of talks about like the octopus analogy and how like okay, one arm give it to a writer, the other arm things that you're not good at, right? Yeah, but. I was good at a lot of things. Granted, you know, I, I started this thing. Yeah. I was able to, um, what's the word? Not hire. I was able to teach someone what yeah. I knew, but then there are things that aren't teachable and things that are just intuitive and that I couldn't teach. So I think what I did wrong is I gave up too much. Mm. And when things were just all over the place, I didn't know how to put it back together. And I, I got overwhelmed. I was like, that's it. You know? And that's when I would go on like my, one week retreats where I would just like peace out. I was like, this is so much pressure. Yeah. So this is what I would have done differently. If I could go back, I would hire a CEO. Ooh, that's very interesting. I would hire somebody that could manage what I couldn't manage. The unmanageable. And I would stick to being the creative and like the visionary and like, here's where we should take this. You figure it out, you know? like the systems person. I would do that. I would also, um, mm. we wouldn't need two editors at that point, right? Like the way that we had it, was that too much? I think two editors are good though. What, for was, what, what, we was, do. what was the too much? The managing. I'm thinking there's a lot. Oh my God. I I think I'd also hire a social media coordinator, Mm. like a manager, social media manager. Yeah. And I wouldn't hire a manager. You think? I've had so many issues with managers that it doesn't make sense. Like what? You're just replying to a, a message and then relaying that information. Like I just, I've had three managers actually. And I realized so many of my YouTube peers as well, like, we realize, okay, you're taking 15 plus percent or 10, whatever. And all you do is reply to a message to me. Like, why not just hire in-house someone you pay them a certain rate. Right. And then you have that person with you as opposed to one other person representing so many other people. Cause what happened, I used to put that manager's email in my, in my Mm -hmm. YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. So now they have all the leads. So what happened to me? I didn't grow that myself. I actually had to start over three times, but I didn't do it on the, on the second time I didn't. So actually I I only had to do that once because I learned my lesson. I was like, nope, all my emails are going directly to Natalie's outlet at gmail.com. That's it. I think another problem was just teaching new employees over and over. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. you can't hold on to them for too long. A lot of them just peace out whenever they want. Right. And so it's like the constant teaching. Here's what I'll say about that. I read this really great book, which I can't remember right now, but it spoke about having a binder of your systems. So like one day literally go and it's like, okay, how is it that YouTube video is made? Write it all out, the whole process, right? We have some element of this on monday.com and like on Notion. And then that is what gets teached. And it's like, here's the binder, like learn, you know? But you still got to go through it with them. You do. And, and that's so the they're still role. training. Yeah. And I then they, and this, then they yeah. leave and guess what? You wasted a bunch of time training somebody Yeah, and they leave and then you're stuck doing all the work that you expected them to do. Right. It's when you get too big, you have too many employees. It's more than just creating. It's telling people what to do and it slows the process down and there's too many levels to things. But I think that's that why you hire the right people because the right people won't be like, what do I have to do? They will like, for example, when, you know, Sabina was here, she like would overdo. I didn't have to ask. She just did. All of a sudden things were organized. All of a sudden we had systems like that is a good employee. So that's also another thing. It's like 
finding someone that's greater than you in whatever element that you do. So. All right. Well, there's that aspect. We talked about overgrowth in terms of employees. I do want to know from the audience because that's the other thing, right? It's like, like you can just tell when someone isn't into it. I remember we went to playlist live or this was VidCon and, um, I was speaking to somebody that recognized me and they're like, Oh my God, I love your videos, blah, blah, blah. And then they saw another creator yeah, and they were like, right. Their videos just, they were talking amongst their friends, right. Their videos just aren't where they used to be. Like you can tell she's like depressed or like bored or blah, blah, blah. They can tell. I can tell when I'm watching someone that I really love and I'm like, something's just like off and they're forcing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, again, the whole deadlines and expectations and, all of that pressure comes in. Like, I don't have the answer for it either. I'm just saying and reflecting on. Well, what what is your current mood right now? Are you in it? Are you out of it? Are you trying to get back into it? Like, where are you mentally? Gosh, it's so hard. At the end of the day, we work as a team. But if one of us isn't there mentally, like we check out, it's hard for the other one to pull us back in. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking you right now. No, I understand. Uh, Realistically, like there's something ingrained in me that I always want to create. Even when I'm off, Mm. like I remember when I was in my Bali retreat, I was like, oh, I just kind of want to film this. It's just for fun. Like blah, blah, blah. Right. It's hard to shut off, to turn off completely. Yeah. Um, Am I in it right now? I am saying I'm going to give myself a year and I've already talked to you about this. Right. I said, we're going to give it a year. We're going to just see... And I don't know. I guess I don't really know what I'm waiting for. Mm. Partially, it makes me feel like a love that you just kind of are having a lot of resistance with. And Mm -hmm. maybe like it is time to figure out when it's time to shift gears. Quit. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. I feel like we're constantly getting reinvigorated. (laughs) <laughs> and then deflated. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But I think that's like how this whole thing is. Like there's so many ups and downs, you know, you can't just focus on the lows yeah. or the highs. Agreed. Life is also like that. You're not, if I were to quit tomorrow, my life isn't all of a sudden going to be perfect. And I'm going to all of a sudden be entertained all the time. Like I'm going to have boring days and I'm going to have bad days. And so that's one thing I realized, like that's an unrealistic expectation to think that once I just drop everything. I have felt very grateful for this job. Very Mm -hmm. grateful. I've also felt like the lowest that I've ever felt in my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Mm, wow, almost 10 years, like a whole era. Cycle of life. Cycle of life. And what I tell you is I just can't see myself having the speed once I have kids. Yeah. It's just like too much. Well, now that you mentioned era, right? People are talking about the next era of YouTube. Mm. Um, what comes next now that all of these creators are quitting and that it seems like YouTube is pivoting away from the Mr. Beast era of YouTube, which has been like that for maybe two to three years now. That's true. So before we get into what the next era of YouTube is, and some people are already saying what it's going to be, you know what it is? We're going into (laughs) kind of, kind of, we're going to go into our next segment. Oh yeah. We're going to have a TikTok react. What a way to move into that. Um, I don't have daddy today, so I'm going to throw it to TikTok myself today, but check it out. Just notice that weekends have just become different. Like, I don't care about having plans on Saturdays Mm. or Sundays anymore. Even Fridays are just like, I'm ready to go home. Mm. Like, I'm content. I'll take a slice of cake and maybe a can of sparkling water. Oh, yeah. I'm down to call it good. Is this Here's, age or is it just mm-hmm. a weird phenomenon that's happening amongst all of us? What are your thoughts, Natalie? She looks like she's in her later 20s, I would say. Mm-hmm. I think that's just age, personally. <laughs> I really do. You really believe that? I believe it. But then again, like, for example, tonight. So I joined salsa classes. That was one of my, like prayer board things I wanted to do like a little fun feminine hobby yeah and today I actually haven't even talked to you about this but I probably won't go uh they're doing like a social so after bachata class you get to practice and take you know whatever Mm -hmm. 
And so I was like considering it because I, I try to do like fun activities after work. But I also feel her on that where I have had days I'm so tired. I'm like, why does anybody want to hang out after this? Like I'm li- like, all I just want to yesterday. That was the day, right? Yeah. I was filming an entire glow up video for YouTube and my mom calls me and she's like, but you were just at the salon all day. Oh, like that's so. She didn't consider it work basically. She didn't consider it work, but like little does she know, I'm like thinking strategically. I'm like placing the camera here. I'm like tired. I'm pacing. I've been up since like seven in the morning. All those little things. Yeah. It's hard to sometimes put into words. I get why you would think that's not work, but there was so much planning involved. I slept for like five hours. Let me give you guys an example, right? There are accounts on YouTube that review roller coasters and theme parks. And you would assume that going to a theme park is fun. But if you're going to review a theme park, if, if you're going to go review a movie, it's a different, you experience. don't enjoy the experience. You you're going don't. through it differently. And so <laughs> you're going through it with the lens of work and it's just not the same. I totally agree with you. And it's crazy to believe someone would go to Disney and not have a good time. But people go to Disney and have a bad time. Like one of my favorite things, for example, let's say we're out shopping. I started doing these like shopping videos. It Shopping stopping a little bit of fun for me <laughs> because it's just like now I'm worried about the camera and like this and that. And I don't know. Maybe that's seen as like, I don't know. I, I think that's going to be taken wrong, the wrong way. But I, unless you've been in these shoes, you don't you don't really know. And that's just. Yeah. Any, anytime you turn an activity into content it sucks the fun out of it. And that's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. There's, um, you know, I gamed for a little bit. You mentioned how in the studio I had my own channel. Mm-hmm. And so I had to play video games and I wasn't playing the video games I wanted to play. I was playing the video games that got views. And so even in that sense, I was being sucked out of what I wanted to do to do something that I knew would do better. And, and it, I just stopped. It was just really annoying. I didn't enjoy it. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you feel this way. We've never, we've never really talked about this, but do you kind of wish we hadn't recorded our proposal? No, I enjoy it. I felt that actually. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Why is that? Because I was aware that there was cameras. Really? And it took me out of the moment for a moment. But doesn't everyone have cameras for their wedding anyway? Would it have been different different. if it was personal video as opposed to for online video? No, I don't know why, but I just remember, I remember that moment of like after I, I mean, I love looking back at it. That's the other thing. Right. But I remember I told myself, I was like, I never want to do this once we have kids. Mm. Like I just, I don't like that feeling. Well, people in the comments had a little bit to say about the TikTok in question. Right. Mm -hmm. So some people said that, in fact, I'm annoyed when I have plans on the weekend. Just having plans has annoyed them. It's kind of draining. Yeah. It's like that. Again, that expectation of you have to do this. I'm ready to go home even (laughs) while I'm working remotely from home. Oh, wow. I mean, we work at home and whenever we're done, we go to parts of the house we don't normally go to. It's just different. It feels totally different. It is. It does. And I think that's why, honestly, I have emphasized so much like digital detoxing this year. Yes. Because it makes a difference. You and know what? That actually throws us to our sponsor. Offline, Offline Humans. Humans. <laughs> Offline Humans is sponsoring today's <laughs> video. Be sure to check out offlinehumans.com in order to get your best me journal and to start detoxing your lab. <laughs> <laughs> we're not like a tea detox. No, we're yeah. just like a community of people that wants to encourage you to disconnect for a little bit because that's or, how life or an should herbal be. herbal cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> for your mind. And parasites yeah. in your stomach. No, no, no. But for real... Uh, yeah, I thought that TikTok was really interesting. I wanted to talk to you about it because weekends for me are pretty sacred. Mm. And sometimes work leaks into weekends. It's, it's been leaking. And it hurts. It, it hurts, hurts the soul. It, I don't know how to explain it, but it feels like a sacred part of your life is being ripped out from you. And it's not fair. It doesn't feel fair. But do you think that's just the life of an entrepreneur? Yes. I will never forget this guy coming into my business class in college and he was like life balance that doesn't exist it's bullshit (laughs) like with work with this type of work yeah and that's always kind of like stuck to me i have i have felt in our career 10 years over 10 years there have been really good moments for us 
where we clock in and we clock out. But they haven't been the best moments online. Like content wise, like view wise? Yes. Like it, it hasn't been a successful time. While our internal life offline is very successful, our online life isn't. But it's a balance. And it usually goes, your life goes to shit, but the views go really well. And then it kind of goes the other way. I, do, there has to be people that have good views and are doing well and their life is doing well. You don't believe that? <laughs> There's got to be. I'm, okay. That was a big question. Like you <laughs> yeah, said, that like, I threw at yeah. you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Um, it's okay. No, so no, let's, no. I think there, there has to be. Let's bring it back to the next phase of YouTube, right? I promised you guys we would talk about it after the... Uh, TikTok segment. So being more raw seems to be the future of YouTube. Um, a lot of people bring up Sam Sillick, who is a weightlifter, who is doing long 30 minute monologues in his car prior to the gym, going to the gym, showing himself weightlifting and then going back home. And it's just like the dude's very in his mind and just speaking. Right. Um, a really great creator that Natalie watches was talking about the exception that Sam is compared to the average person and that he is remarkable. And that is the way that is his out. That is why he is capable of doing such quote unquote boring videos because he is a remarkable person. I think that's so interesting. The whole like editing thing or going back to more raw. I saw this video by Sander stage. That reminded me it's called raw reality of making 500 K per month. Mm -hmm. And it was just 15 minutes of him turning on the camera and just talking like streams of consciousness. And you watched all of it. <clears throat> I didn't watch all of it, but I watched a lot more than I would have if he had created this whole editing and this hook on the intro and all this stuff. So there is something very refreshing about that. Now, do you, do you believe that it brings about authenticity? Yeah. For a slight second, it feels authentic. I remember one comment from that video. Yeah. They said, thank you for not talking down to us mm -hmm. and being like, kind of like, in line, do you feel like a full ass presentation with transitions and all that would have felt like talking down? Not talking down, but it just, it feels different. It's a different vibe. Right. Yeah. And you know, I, I think it's going to be a hard switch for a lot of creators Yeah. to try this. It's not going to work for everyone. It won't. But there is something refreshing about this. I don't know if you've also come across these really random videos on YouTube, which is like 90 year old man's old advice to you. <laughs> and it's like that. a Southern man in the middle of nowhere <laughs> giving you advice from his life. Yeah. And they just, they hit you so different. So <clears throat> there is, we've been doing a lot of research recently to reinvigorate ourselves and our content and everything and to move into it more strategically, more planned. Um, the journal community on YouTube and the beauty community is in a really weird position where views are just not there, right? It's kind of a non-existing niche. And what I find interesting is that I, yes, I do find videos for journaling that'll get over a million, but that person has a very difficult time r replicating that and doing it again because honestly, they just can't. They, mm. It's it's a one-off thing. It's like like a, like a singer having a, a one hit wonder that that's the way that I view it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so those videos are one hit wonders for that Southern man. Right. That is his cover video that he'll put there forever. Like it represents who he is. But, you know, I guess something that's bothered me recently is the idea that we all have to go viral. Like why? Okay. But like, okay, well, let me bring it back. Right. Your acne video did really well for us. That mm -hmm. was a video that we ha, have. We tried to replicate that video. Maybe that kind of video is unreplicable. No, like, I it, understand that. It just can't that. be done again. But I think that's my issue. Again, I, I'm I'm going back to the whole like attention is the new currency. Like, why are we all so hungry for attention? Mm. Like, why do we want so many people to listen to what we have to say? I don't know. I think it's. Because that, it's messing that, with me. But that translates into like how powerful your words are. But that's then that's the, the whole thing. It's like, why do we all want to be so influential? Like I just recently something there, I, I haven't quite narrowed down my thoughts, but it's not sitting well with me. 
well, okay, we can go a little existential here and say, why are we doing a podcast? No, I recognize that. But I do think that this is a creative outlet for us. It's nothing that's like really, there's no monetary drive here. Yeah. It's just because we want to do it. I really enjoy talking, especially to you. And mm-hmm. so when, when uh, I'll bring up like the, like the weekend thing, like I want to know how we feel about things mm-hmm. that, and we sometimes struggle to understand what this show is. And to me, it's a variety show. I like having fun. And so I'll bring about a topic or something to talk about off Reddit or TikTok and then we'll discuss it. Right. Yeah. And I have a problem with that because I think that this show should have a topic or something that you guys come back to. It can't just be you and me. Isn't it our thoughts and our perspectives but on that, things? Th- I guess I, again, I struggle with the idea of like, what do I have to say that's so important? And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, um, I don't matter. I don't mean it like that. I just think that like, for example, have you noticed that on TikTok, get ready with me's are really popular Yeah. for girls. All of a sudden everybody's doing a get ready with me. Cause and it you- works. And you've showed me this video of, of maybe you weren't the one, but, um, just people are like, I'm so tired of the get ready with me. They're so about you. Like, give me something like, what is it in it for the viewer? You're just telling me like, where are you getting ready for? But how to you know? are doing well. See, the, the, I disagree. The people, people pursue what does well. For a little bit, you know, the five minute crafts moment, like people were doing DIYs and how to's and then they killed it. And then it ended up being everybody is doing their own shit. Like, but I think that's my problem. It goes back to the guy that's doing TikToks that he hates. And he's doing it just because of the views, because that's what's getting him money. Right. It the artistry gets lost and maybe I'm too much of like a starving artist mindset in that way. But I feel like we're all not tapping into the magic. It's the remarkableness of 2024 that people are saying like, okay, let me, let me say this again, Sam, the the bodybuilder, even if Sam was getting 10 K views, the way he makes his videos seems as if he does it a lot for a, for himself and to teach. Right. And I don't think that he would care. I want to be like, totally. That's kind of how I'm seeing. That's why it's so refreshing. Yeah. Or we recently saw the kid with one arm who needed to find a way to play video games. Oh my God. Champutee. So Champutee created my favorite. This is literally his first video ever. So great. His banner says, I have one arm. And it's like so funny. Right. And he's remarkable because like someone else broke it down. A remark is when you have something to say about some someone, right? We're it, he was so remarkable that I'm telling you guys on the podcast about it. Like I want to say, I want to talk about it. The thing is, he reminds me of like a fresh face that hasn't been tainted. They haven't had the, these crazy expectations. Like you watch this video and it's like, oh, it's a it's a breath of fresh air. It's so different. Does he not have to follow that up with another video though? Now that his has over a million views and it went viral. I'm very interested to see where he takes his channel. But all I will say is like, wow, like I loved it. There is another creator that I follow called the lockpicking lawyer. And so his whole channel is about lockpicking. He's never changed it. He has just segments where sometimes videos are less than a minute because it took him less than a minute to lockpick a new lock. Um, That's remarkable. Like his talent is lockpicking. Um, there's another one called legal Eagle. He's a lawyer. I'm just throwing out creators. I believe are remarkable and will actually have very successful 20, a very successful 2024. Mm. But I think the, you could think of this as a sad thing or as a bad thing. It depends on how you see the cycle of life, but there's always an ending point to all of this. You believe that? I a hundred percent have seen it with everyone, every creator I've ever loved. They're like so hot in that moment meaning like wow i just love them you know you're excited and then you just kind of phase out because you see that something is different because people evolve and they grow you know and that's why just like whenever i get comments of like oh my god i haven't seen you in so long or it's been so long since i've watched you it's like i was a part of that era right for them but just like hillary duff was a part of my era like she no longer is she has a special place in my heart, but I don't watch her like I used to, obviously, you know. What would it take for Hillary? I'll call her Hillary just to be silly. What would it take for Hillary to get you back as a 
hardcore fan or viewer of her content or whatever she does well i think one is i would love to see a reboot of like lizzie mcguire which they were going to do but they no longer did but i mm, if she created stuff will you watch it <laughs> this is what i'm trying to get ali if she created like a new video or a movie or anything would you take the time to to just enjoy it no no probably not she's been on shows i haven't watched it just because of her okay let's say she has a new movie on netflix would you watch it maybe maybe yes i think especially if it has good promo around it and and then like it's also like the hype if people are like okay so gina rodriguez has a new movie that's coming out i haven't watched it and i don't no, want to watch it it's going to come out i, know, I, but I saw some things about it if i was a ta- if i was a big fan of someone i think i would definitely go and watch something I don't know what I'm trying to get at is what I'm trying to say the opposite of like there's cycles to this type of attraction for someone if that makes sense like it comes in waves yeah it comes in waves but I I believe that there's a cycle for everyone and I usually see that off of YouTube it's no more than three and a half years three four years before you see them burn out slightly okay I'm telling you I've seen it at least with lifestyle girls let's take this away from YouTube and go to just like the normal not normal other stuff Okay. LeBron has been playing in the NBA for like ever, like 20 years. What is the motivation or the drive for like Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi or LeBron to continue to do what they do at the level that they do? I can't answer that. I'm not LeBron. But what I will say is, um, you know, when you look at someone like, let's say David Beckham, you know, or even like Cristiano Ronaldo that they're, they're kind of like looking into, we watched the documentary of, uh, David Beckham wanting to like retire or he did retire, yeah, right? He did retire. And it's just there is a cycle of life to every single person and that's just something you have to accept. And that's why when Ben uh from Simply Neological was like, we keep getting like a million views and this and that. Like I actually I felt sorry for him. And I was like, this is a big ass expectation you have on her and and on yourself to constantly be at that level and that is going to die out no matter what. It will die out. Who's a creator who's been on the platform for a long time and has has been able to maintain? I think somebody like Jenna Marbles. I think a lot of people, well, I never really resonated with her content. I also wasn't a fan of her content. Mm-hmm. Um, she has felt like somebody that has stayed up there. I would also argue like Shane Dawson to some extent, mm-hmm. even with like all the drama and stuff like that. And that is a really hard thing to do. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, I have a fun fact. Uh, It's kind of funny that I mentioned LeBron because my fun fact is about LeBron. So every time LeBron has switched teams, he's actually affected the economy of the city in which he's playing. Why is that? Um, So way back, he used to play in Cleveland and he there were like rumors that he was leaving Cleveland. And so the bars and the restaurants around the stadium where he was playing at were worried that they would go out of business the moment he went to the Lakers. Oh my goodness. He ended up leaving. And yeah, a lot of these restaurants had to shut down because they bring people to downtown. Mm-hmm. It's the pull. Mm-hmm. A lot of creators have a big pull. A lot of sports, you know, athletes and whatever have big pulls. A hundred percent. Yeah. This is so random, but I was just thinking about the Ace family and their divorce. Because mm-hmm. I went to go get my hair done and this girl, I was like, what kind of content do you watch? Because she's like, I love YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But she was very much into like the whole makeup and drama. She liked the drama? of In general, like <laughs> drama about everything. And so she brought that up. She's like, oh my God, did you yeah. hear like four days ago, like they got a divorce? And first of all, I think that's so sad. Yeah, for sure. And not not that she's interested, like the divorce, the divorce is sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a brain fart. <laughs> okay so you brought up ace family <laughs> yeah for some random reason i don't know i just it do came to my a, mind do they have a oh pull? that's why because they the have pull? a pull yeah. but then like some people were arguing that everything was fake yeah but i remember they would like sell out stadiums yeah but then like it seemed like he did stuff with like the money i don't know and look i'm not a big ace no family i know fan or whatever. i guess i don't know I, I just just i was intrigued by the fact that she was into like the old school jeffree star and like you know all of that makeup stuff when it was out and popping yeah where are these people That's where what where I is who who are you talking where, about where are all the makeup community where's the makeup community maybe i'm just not watching youtube as much as i have before so i did a i'm gonna search up jacqueline hill i did a deep dive into oh, beauty posted. um analytics and just stuff for ourselves 
And, you know, Laura Lee is kicking butt. <laughs> there's a lot Laura of, Lee. There's a lot of creators that are actually doing really well. But it seems like Beauty just took a nosedive off a cliff. And, like, it's over. But also, like, kicking butt nowadays is not kicking butt before. Yeah, it's like... Kicking butt Kicking butt. Kicking butt. No, like, like, for example, you would say kicking butt before. That's, like, 10 million views. Yeah. Or a million in 24 hours, right? Agreed, yeah. Kicking butt now is, like, 200,000 views. Same thing. We can say the same for TikTok. People aren't getting the views they used to. Where are people going nowadays? Do they just, like... Everybody is Go home disconnecting. And chill. That's actually a good thing I gotta say. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, we don't all need to be attention grabbers or, you know, I don't know. It's just... Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is going to take me to my next segment. I worry about... What's something small you started doing that makes, makes a drastic difference in terms of your mood? Oh, my goodness. I have a lot of micro habits, actually, now that you mention it. So micro habits are a big topic for 2024. Small Mm -hmm. changes, small incremental changes. I mean, like that's where literally the best me journal came about, like not to (laughs) promote it like that, but I started noticing there are certain non-negotiables in my routine that make me feel the best me. Mm -hmm. Some are disconnecting first, like two hours of the day. Another are waking up early, moving my body in some way, making my bed tidy spaces like my kitchen and and things of that nature and then doing something fun after work or like having some kind of hobby those are kind of like the very similar threads of to habits that i have i think um our every day our every our days are actually very similar every day and um if my day changes in some way like okay We've had a lot of difficulty doing our finances recently. Yeah. To me, it's not going to the gym and going to do finance is awful. Is awful. I hate it. Of course it is. Because it throws a wrench into the system. At the same time, should we not be okay with changes? It's kind of like the weekend girl from TikTok. Like things just need to be different sometimes. I totally agree with that. Like, you know, when we went to Europe... Why did we go? First of all, it was just so random. Why did we go to Europe? Why did we go to Spain? Well, first of all, we went to the... Oh, um, the, the we went to a summit. Yeah, to the summit. That's true. We went to the Intelligent Change Summit. And I just remember, oh, life just felt so good because we had been on such a hard routine of like gym, eating right, making bed, um, clean house, blah, blah, blah. And then we just went and we're like hotel room, sleeping in, going out to eat at a cafe at 12 p.m., having a croissant, having a third croissant having a fourth croissant like <laughs> life is delicious like that as well and so like that is one thing i'm bringing into this year aside from just like disconnecting i also just want to live my life more real like let's just enjoy a little bit more right and i think about that every time i wake up next to you i can't believe it's been 6 years that i like wake up next to you like life is kind of flying by and i can't be this rigid all the time i can't i love my routine and i think it's great but you got to throw in some flexibility. You got to throw in those salsa social nights. (laughs) All right. um, Slowing down at work. Someone said made them happier. A hundred percent. I don't need to respond to every email right away or make um, sure everything is up to date consistently. Some things can just wait. That made them happier. I've been practicing that as well at night when I want to like clean the whole kitchen sometimes. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I could get this done in the morning, Natalie. Like it's okay. You were freaking out about the thumbnail on Wednesday. It was a thumbnail always for tomorrow. And that's because I'm somebody that can get hyper-focused on things. Like, but why do I do that? I need to learn to be more flexible. I do. It was like nine at night. You were working on a thumbnail. It was, it was Wednesday actually. It was our date night. I know. I skipped our date night. It was really bad. I I kept saying like, are we going to watch TV or Mm -hmm. be together? And then it was like, no, I got to do this thumbnail. But we and you had like four more days and like yeah I was very overwhelmed. Um, another one is going for walks. Drastically happier. It's probably an overstatement, but it has helped. I totally agree. It's like moving your body. It doesn't have to be intense. Thank God I have Jupiter and I have to walk him every single day. But like when I go out with my parents every day to walk Jupiter, it just feels like life. Like oh, you know, it, it's so good. We need to do more of that. Wearing gloves while washing dishes. 
whatever makes you happy. We, we haven't tried it, but um, a lot of the comments agree with them. Really? That it's life-changing and that it feels like they don't have to touch dirty dishes. Ooh, that yeah, it changes I get it. Everything. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Undressing the moment I get home from oh, work. Swapping that piece of shit uniform to comfy, <laughs> oh soft clothes legit <laughs> makes me chill out and smile just thinking about it. I agree with that. I agree with that. Once this podcast is done right now, just, you know, little side note. Um, we're going to go to the gym, right? You know, mm-hmm. Pilates. And then yeah. after that, can you already envision after that? It's the weekend. Like, do you yeah. feel refreshed at all? Or do you, are you worried? Tell me how, are you feeling the smile that he's talking about coming? I'm feeling hungry right now. <laughs> like, I don't know. I kind of want to be out. I want to eat. I want to eat some more fun with you today, Bubba. What? Again, <laughs> Natalie, we had sushi yesterday and we went out to Cane's <laughs> like the other day. Why does going out always have to be eating? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I mean, tell me, ladies and gents, isn't it just the best? I don't know. I just I want to get out of this freaking house. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) What common product has a feature that you you're not sure everyone is aware of? You don't have any, obviously, because I have but I have a list. No, I actually do have a few. Oh, shit. Okay. I know that um, whenever you're boiling a pot, the little hole is meant for the... The spatula thing? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's like a... Well... I didn't know that. I've heard that that is there because that is the perfect serving for pasta. Oh. So you're supposed to get the, the stringy pasta and you put it in the hole and then that's a serving. That's what I've heard. What the heck? That is way too little. Yeah, no. Absolutely not. Have you seen a serving of pasta? It's yes. actually very small. No, 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 no. I don't like that. Okay. Okay, here's another one. Can I go with one? Can I, I go with one? Because you skipped mine. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. Um, that paper, like paper gift bags. Yes. You're not actually, you don't need to buy the tissue. The whole little, like, <laughs> handlebars, you can interchange them to close it. I didn't know that. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. I'm not the best at explaining. Okay. A long time ago, when I used to play soccer, Mm. right, my cleats would get broken often. Your your cleats just like get ruined. A lot of cleats actually come with two-year warranties. So I had friends who would actually mail their cleats to Nike and they would get a new pair back. That was actually a thing. And a lot of people didn't know that they come with warranties and a lot of and a lot of everyday products come with warranties and the ability to exchange in case it breaks. So uh, something like an example that has a warranty is Jansport backpacks. If your Jansport has a tear in it, I don't know by what point after the, the purchase date it is, but you can actually mail it to Jansport and they actually send you back a postcard saying your backpack is on a vacation. It's actually, it's actually That's really so nice from Trans- That's Jansport. That's really sweet. Yeah. So there's that. But it's kind of like gift cards where unless you're so on top of it, you never do it. You'd be surprised. There's people who buy things because of the lifetime guarantee. Mm, okay. Okay. I have to become like that. Another one is that Netflix has a fitness, fitness and exercise section where you can actually go and do classes within Netflix. Really? Yeah. That's I another one that. that a lot of people didn't okay, know about. Okay. Okay. This is different. Um, and then Barilla, which is a brand of pasta, funny because we were talking about the whole, um, they actually have a QR code on the box. And when you scan that, it is actually the length of time that you should cook the pasta for. It's a song on Spotify. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's an Italian song and you listen to it. And when the song is done is when you need to stop the boiling. Oh my gosh, honey, I have to pee so bad. Okay, so that is the what do I end do? of the podcast. No, you know what I want before <laughs> it's the end? I kind of want to see how how you would keep the podcast rolling for a second just while I go by pee. myself. Yeah. Okay. Is that all right? Uh, sure. Because I just don't feel ready to leave yet. Okay. Okay. I'll be back, guys. Go have fun. Tingle break. <laughs> Hello. It's just you and me in the podcast. Oh, yeah. So another uh, TikTok we were supposed to react to that I actually wanted to talk about. I'm going to throw it to my computer, actually, is Newly. So Newly is a 
clothing rental brand who is popping off apparently within the college scene. And what I wanted to get into, obviously Natalie isn't here and I don't have her to talk about with, was how people's habits in terms of fashion has changed throughout the years. Um, thrifting got really popular a couple years ago and then now renting services have become popular. Um, I remember the first time that I took my parents thrifting, they thought it was like not good. It was actually kind of, I don't want to say poor ish, but it is poor ish. And we were grown poor, I guess. Um, and it's something that I guess Latin people aren't all about, you know, using hand-me-downs or other people's clothes, whatever. The point is I had to teach them that that was like the new thing to reuse in order to like, you know, the earth or whatever, or just because it's cheaper. And now it's renting services. So me and Natalie went to Columbia, like, I don't know, at this point, it was like a year ago or two years and something big in Columbia was actually renting. And so let's say you got to go to like a dance or a party or whatever, um, or here like prom, you're not going to wear your prom dress again ever, unless you just want to keep it. Why? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like because you guys made it to the end of the podcast, I'll tell you what really just went down. So, okay. Are you guys ready for this? Can I finish my thought? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm interrupting. <laughs> go, 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 go. I was talking about how rental services in Colombia are so big when it comes to renting dresses and renting clothes oh, yeah. that you won't wear anymore. Yes, yes, yes. Which did we speak about newly? What? Did we speak about it or not? I spoke about it. Well, I just want to say, because people... Have you been... left and I had a whole ass conversation with them. Well, that's great. Because I was just going to say, I've gotten a few DMs of like, Natalie, your clothes is like so cute right now. And I hate shopping. You should know that. Okay. He does the shopping for me. But when he doesn't, I have found it to be a godsend to just be able to go online and get six pieces. So, yeah. I was telling them about how thrifting was a thing. And I had to teach my parents that thrifting is okay to do because a lot of people don't like buying used clothes, right? I told them that it was something popular and they they were all about it after a while, Mm -hmm. right? And that now it's renting, Mm -hmm. right? Because first of all, the closet space, you don't want to hold on to things you're not going to wear. It's popular. Yeah. Now you can tell them about whatever <laughs> happened with your period or some random shit that period. happened over there. No, but I just want to say, uh, maybe this is a new little segment. Can you give me a little tune? What the heck? Not that. Please please give me another one. <laughs> What's up, baby? Take me out the... Oh, handsome. Up, baby? Take me out the... Fine, fine, fine. Oh, yeah. All right. Welcome to Natalie's Secret... Natalie's secret. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> okay. So tell me how yesterday we got sushi. Don't freaking do that one. Go ahead. Yesterday we got sushi. And oh my God, I know where this is going oh to. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, so yesterday we got sushi. And for some reason, your girl was so constipated. So constipated. I have not been able to poop. For like the past 18 hours. That's what makes Natalie remarkable. Yes. That I'm <laughs> Natalie's real star secrets. Anyways. And so Dennis is like, okay, I, I have this horrible pain at night. I can't sleep. My stomach is swelling. So he gives me Metamucil. Yeah. So I drink that. Still can't poop. Then he gives me magnesium milk, which that's supposed to make you go, you know, <laughs> still can't poop. I wake up this morning inflated. I still can't poop, girl. So I have a little bit of caffeine. The coffee, yeah. The coffee. That helps me a little bit. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't know what it was. Maybe it was this BCAA. But girl, as you were telling your story, (laughs) something happened and I couldn't... (laughs) I couldn't hold it. And that's what I did. You had to go to the bathroom? Oh my God, I feel so happy. (laughs) Okay, stop. (laughs) No, but I literally feel so okay now. There's nothing worse than being constipated. That was my whole Natalie Secret. Can you play the outro music for Natalie Secret? Natalie Secret. (laughs) Okay, I got you. (laughs) Tune back in at the end of every episode for Natalie's Secret. You're trying to beat Dennis's fun facts. Yeah, yeah. I need a song for fun facts. I think I actually had a song for a little bit and then I kind of lost it. (laughs) 
whatever. I think that was fun. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, obviously, W isn't here. He fucking went to Puerto Rico out of nowhere. Tell a friend to tell Dipped. a friend to tell a friend and subscribe to the channel. Rate us. Okay. Betrayed. That's how I felt. And give us a star rating. It really does help. Yeah. If you're following us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate us. Thank you for tuning in. And on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and hit we'll that like button. It helps every a lot. Single also, comment, Friday. especially if you're that blonde girl that's constantly there. <laughs> I would just, love you. Just comment throughout the entire video. I would appreciate that. We'll bring you up constantly. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do those little like creator thing. Anyways, whatever. Bye. Fuck you, Dobby.